0: How's it going on, people? You are listening to the Odd People Podcast, and I am your host, Matt the Cat. Today is episode number 79, and in this episode, I'll be talking to Randy King of King Electric Guitars. He's a dude who creates handmade guitars in his shop in small town Georgia. He makes some very interesting looking yet classically styled guitars. They're very cool, Uh, Give him a follow on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok. He's around. He's there in the virtual space, and he's there in the real-life space making some awesome stuff. Make sure to go to the Instagram for the Odd People Podcast. It's Odd People Pod. Go check out the Twitter, TikTok, Facebook accounts. Join the Facebook group, you Facebook groupers. Go to oddpeoplepodcast.com for info about the show and to purchase merchandise at the odd shop among other things that are there not just clothing there's stuff uh there's a link on the website to go to the red bubble shop where you can pick up your favorite style of clothing with your favorite color as well it's really cool i hope you enjoy the show Hey, Randy. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you, sir? I am very well. Can you describe to the listeners who you are and what it is you do?
1: Uh, yeah, my name is Randy King. I'm the owner and uh, purveyor of awesomeness from King Electric Guitars, LLC. I am a legal business, so don't try to damn sue me. I've been building guitars for a little over a year now. Um, I build electric guitars. Uh, I'm, I'm really big into odd sixties and seventies fabrics and stuff like that. And uh, I'm doing some designs of my own. Um, first few guitars I bought are sold, excuse me, were uh, like a telly style, but I, I don't make copies. Um, and I'm a custom guitar builder. So, you know, I've, I'm new, I'm, I'm small and just trying to get guitars in the hands of people who uh, I think need them. So Chuck Reagan from hot water music. If you're listening I got one for you. Call me.
0: (laughs) Oh, nice. So I'm a guitar player. Yeah. I've been playing for most of my life since I was 14. When did, when did your guitar journey begin?
1: Um, I started out as a drummer when I was probably 12 or 13. My parents were really cool. Uh, I wanted to play drums. I played drums in the like middle school band and that kind of stuff. Um, but my dad always had a couple guitars laying around the house, and um, I'd pick them up and learn a couple chords. And I think I was six, 15, 14, 15 when I decided to really stick with it and keep playing. Um, you know, Eddie Van Halen was my God. Um, I wanted to be a shredder, but I really couldn't be a shredder. Um, <laughs> I didn't put that much time into it, but I could play some CC Deville tunes and uh that got me started to playing and you know i've been uh played in a bunch of bands both bass and guitar and you know um been playing so since about 14 i think so about
0: you sounds like yeah Yeah, nice yeah i uh i am not a shredder i kind of wish i i could do that i don't i same thing i don't have the time i don't have the patience yeah
1: it's like you know (laughs) Uh, and and you know all that being said it's really cool to watch a guy just tear a fretboard up but damn billy gibbons makes one note sound really good that you is know? true <laughs> and he can play that same note 17 times in the damn lagrange solo and every one of them you know he means it and it sounds right,
0: right. so
1: you know i've been uh, the last band i was in was called red rocket deluxe um The second guitar player was more of a shredder metal guy, and I was more of the pentatonic blues dude. So,
0: you know, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. I'm a rhythm guitar player all day, but don't ask me to play a solo. I can come up with something, but it's going to be pentatonic scale.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'll play some leads. I love playing leads, but it's not going to be anything super
0: fast. You know, not my thing. I'm very interested in building guitars. Uh, I put together a kit that I kind of threw together myself from Warmoth. I went to college, didn't graduate for electronics. So I'm good with soldering and putting together all the electronics of the guitar. It's not a big deal. So who inspired you to build a guitar? How did, how did you get the notion to say, you know, you're a guitar player, you're a musician, you can play a bunch of different stuff. You go, I think I'm going to build them. Why, why, why build guitars? Um, honestly, it's something that at a young age,
1: when I was 15, I saw Steve Vai on the cover of, uh, I think it was Guitar Player magazine, and he had a flamed guitar. Not okay. painted, but the guitar had a neck on it and the body was flames. Okay. And I was like, you know, my old man is a woodworker and been building houses his whole life there's no way we can't make this. And I told him, we're gonna make a guitar, I want to make this. And he said, I hope you make a guitar, but I'm not making that ugly damn thing. (laughs) So we were supposed to do that when I was a kid. Unfortunately, that never happened. Um, I kept thinking about it. So I'm the ripe old age of 49 now. And uh, at about 24, I went to a luthier, Um, from around here where I'm from. And I said, Hey, I'd like to learn this and I'll come and work for you. You know, I'll do anything I can to learn this. I'm good with my hands. I've always been able to fix whatever. I've always been, you know, I spent four years in the air force. I did like, I know that I can do things. Woodworking's always been in my blood. Um, and he blew me off and he told me, you don't want to do this crap. You don't make no damn money. You don't this, that, and the other. And I was young and I was playing in three or four bands. And so it was only uh, a few years ago, about five and a half, six years ago now that I decided again, which unfortunately correlates with the time that my dad passed away. Hmm. Um, Him and I, once again, were talking about, Hey, we should build that guitar. We've always talked about building one. He passed away. I said, damn it, I'm doing this. I bought a kit. I bought a Les Paul jr. Kit from a company. Um, And uh, I put it together. I got it and was like, well, I could put this thing together. It'd be cool. Or I could hack into the body and make the, you know, make it have an arm bevel because they don't have them. Or let's make a belly cut because I'm a big dude. Or let's change the fretboard or the the headstock because I can't just leave stuff alone. I have a little bit of, I have a 1951 Mercury tattooed across my back. Like I've been into custom cars, hot rods, rockability, metal, whatever. I've been into this stuff since I was a little kid. I've always nice. been into my hands and I've always liked making things my own. So long, long story short, um, since I was a teenager, man, I've wanted to do this. Yeah. I was just too damn scared to do it.
0: So right. I found
1: somebody that would help me and you know, went from there.
0: Nice. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, we we are very similar in that yeah. way I, I don't like leaving things alone. I was a carpenter for years, so me and my father had a woodworking, not woodworking, but a um, home remodeling business. Yeah. I've always been into woodworking and I think every guitar I've owned I've pulled apart and either swapped out the pickups or swapping things out or just messing with it. Yeah. You know, you know it's, just, the, it's just what it, what you do.
1: <laughs> when I was in the Air Force, one of my little side hustles used to be I worked at a guitar shop and, um, down there part-time I was in Valdosta, Georgia. And, uh, I had, um, everybody would go when they would go TDY or they would end up being heard or whatever. Mm. They would buy a guitar because you could buy them cheap as hell. So the guy buy a guitar and I'd say, Hey, when you're ready to sell it, call me three months later, (laughs) hey man, I'll sell you that guitar. I'd pay a hundred bucks for a guitar and an amp. Yeah. make it look like it was brand new turn around and sell it for 350 bucks laugh it off and never think much about it i would do the same thing with amps i would buy amp cabinets reface them clean them all up put a set of speakers in it put king amplification on it which was not even a thing and turn around and you know i did that for i did that for several years i worked at a little store down there and uh i would flip guitars and do whatever to make a little bit of money and never thought much about it. And then when I got into playing, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm six foot four. I weigh damn pounds. I'm a big dude. So I would be jumping around with a Les Paul and snatching the, the pick or the uh, strap buttons right out of it and learning how to fix it. And those things, it just made sense for me to just take the plunge. I just was too scared to do it until recently. Yeah.
0: So you've been doing it a year, a whole year.
1: I've been building for a little over a year now oh, nice. by nice. Um, nice. So about six years ago, I went to that same exact luthier and said, Hey man, I've talked to you about this before. Now I'm serious. I want to do this. And yeah. he made it sound like, yeah, we can make this happen. And uh, so that was on like a Friday. I went to see him. I needed a quick guitar repair and, um, he was going to do some stuff for me. He actually showed me how to do it on my own guitar that day. Seemed like it was going to be a thing that could happen. This guy happens to live like five miles from me. It was like the greatest. Yeah. And then I turned around and called him on Monday and he's like, dude, I, you know, you're not coming here. Hmm. And excuse me. I turned around and called him on a, a Friday. I went to see him on Monday, called him on Friday. Yeah. And he blew me off. So once again, I'm like, well, I'm, I got to figure out something. So I immediately ordered that kit i talked about right after he told me no said, screw this i'm gonna do this yeah i had been watching sully's guitars on on youtube i was really big and that dude's hilarious i thought you know i felt like me and him sitting around drink beer all damn day and, and it seems cool and then i started watching every other youtube channel and uh the next day man i i saw a guy who was in bands um who had just posted that he had just opened a guitar shop in Noonan, Georgia, which is about an hour from me. And, uh, it was a Saturday afternoon and I packed up my kid and, uh, my Ed and ex-girlfriend. I was like, get in the car. We're going to Noonan and we drove to Noonan and I walked in and I was like, Hey man, you remember me? And he's like, yeah, I know you. I was like, look, I'll clean your toilets. I'll sweep your floors. I'll do whatever the hell it takes, but I want to learn this. I want to build guitars and uh he said can you drive do you mind driving here and i said no at the time i owned a 96 ford van it cost me probably 50 bucks to drive there (laughs) i was getting paid absolutely nothing yeah and i did that for about a year and a half and then he started throwing me a couple bones here and there and i worked for him for about five years and he kept telling me, he's like, look, man, I know you want to build guitars. Like the very first day I was there, I was like, okay, I want to glue up this body and we're going to cut out the body next yeah. Saturday. Right,
0: right.
1: All right, cool. But you probably should learn how to do some repair stuff. And and he's so nice, man. I'll go throw his name out. It was John Brown from Brown's Guitar Mill in, in uh, Noonan, Georgia. Nicest cool. dude. Probably one of the coolest guitar shops you'll ever see in your life. Um, I've held 56 strats there. I've held 58 Les Paul's there. Yeah. I got a picture of me holding a Jaguar that was mm. uh belonged to a really cool old R&B guy who was touring with Hendrix at the time, and would tell me about Hendrix playing his guitar. <laughs> I'm like, so John kept telling me he's like, listen, I know you want to build a guitar, and I've glued up this ridiculously stupid body that I was going to build, and I had all these things, and I thought I knew so much or whatever, and you know, I wasn't being a jerk, but I just wanted to do it. And I was really focused on just building a damn guitar. And John told me, he goes, Hey, look, man, the thing about building guitars is anybody can build a guitar shaped object.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And that was the point where, okay, I need to slow the hell down. Right. And in doing all this stuff, man, you know, I was, I was taking, like I said, there was one day where I was working on a, a 60 Stratocaster, a 58 Les Paul, and I don't remember, I don't know, a Telly or something. They all belong to the same guy. And I was in the shop by myself. John's like, I need you to knock these out. You know what you're doing. Just remember it's it's a guitar. Just remember what kind of guitar it is. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, you know, scared shitless and thinking to myself, okay, so get everything done. Everything turns out great. And if it wasn't for that stuff, man, I would have ended up building guitar shaped objects. Right. Not long after that, a guy came in, Hey man, I built this guitar and I just, I can't get it right. I need you to look at it. Five hours later, I'm still working on this turd, you know, right. and that's exactly what it was. It was a turd with strings. There, There's nothing that was good about it. And, um, so I think the years of learning how to do repairs, what is wrong with certain designs, what's right with certain designs, what's,
0: right.
1: you know, when I first started working at a shop, I had never played a Telecat. Well, that's not true. I owned one Telecaster, but mm-hmm. they weren't my favorite. I, I was a Les Paul guy. Hell, I met Les Paul, shook his hand, oh, grabbed my ex-wife's <laughs> hand. Like I, he signed a book for me called the sinner's guide. I still own it.
0: Nice. Um
1: yeah, and and we went to New York just for that. Um, so I was a Les Paul guy through and through. And the more I worked on stuff, the more I realized how genius the Telecaster design is. And now
0: it's like mm. my favorite guitar ever because it's just perfect. Like, yeah, you make a lot of Tele style.
1: I do, here. yeah. And that's not. And that's, <laughs> I mean, look, the first guitar anybody should ever build is a Tele style. All right, in my opinion. It's and I think there's millions of people that are gonna say the same thing, especially if you want to just branch out and build a body first, build a telly. You can right. buy necks. Hell, you can buy a fender licensed neck with fender stuck on it if you want. Um, you know, yeah. and it's a fairly easy thing. Building a guitar body for an electric guitar for a solid body electric guitar. I mean, let me let me make this is like a high school shop class project, man. It's not the most difficult thing in the no. world. <laughs> no,
0: it's, it's fairly now, easy. Now, getting
1: everything to be right, whole nother story. So, yeah. So yeah. You know, been-
0: I, I think I'm in the stage of learning how to do some repairs. My my oldest son, he's 12. He, does, uh, he goes to guitar. He takes guitar lessons. And I've done a few repairs, mostly electronic stuff for the teacher, because he's like, ah, I can't find anybody. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm like, I'm here every week, dropping my kid off. I'm like, yeah, I mean, somebody comes in and they're freaking, Dude, jacket doesn't work? Sure. Right. like well, I can mean, out of that. I can do little repairs, you know, so. That's the way to do it, you know. That's the stage I'm at, and I need to find a John Brown near me, well, <laughs> so I can go and. Work John it. Brown's a, uh, it's okay to cuss, right? We're, we're, oh, we're, yeah.
1: John Brown's a goddamn saint. First thing is, so in my later life, ages in life, I, I've been married now. I have a, a beautiful wife who's not going anywhere, but this is wife three. Okay. Okay. I have had a lot of things happen in my life, damn near died, blah, blah, a lot of stories. But I've realized that I'm not the easiest person to deal with sometimes. Like I can be kind of a pain in the ass. I like to talk a lot. I, but John was just, he's just the most laid back dude. Sometimes I wish he was a little stricter on me because there's some things that I still am having to learn because he was not like, no, dumbass, you did it wrong. Do it this way. <laughs> Fix it and not say anything. With yeah. that being said, man, the dude like – you know if i went to school to learn this it would have cost me thousands and thousands of dollars
0: right. yeah it is yeah. it's very expensive i know a lot
1: of guys who went to luthier school and be like dude i didn't learn
0: shit right you know so that's usually how school is
1: yeah they yeah, teach
0: you everything yeah. but you didn't right. learn it
1: right until you put your hands on stuff and you know until i made my very first electric guitar neck and was like oh okay so this isn't as difficult as i thought it was you know and i mean i'm now designing a set neck style or well it's really going to be set neck and or neck through depending on what the customer wants
0: yeah i saw that uh you made a tiktok video i think that's how i found you originally uh was on tiktok yeah i was like damn this is this is great (laughs) like this guy's so full of knowledge and, well, you well, know, thank you. and you're you know i was just watching the videos and really into it and really into your your guitars you've made so far and i do want to ask you about your new design because it's you're not copying any major guitar body right so, so it's
1: really yeah, unique I, just like even in my t-style guitars like i refuse to make i'm looking at one right now that i'm the first guitar i ever built was a t-style tele guitar and it's fender body through and through with a different headstock everybody does that i just refuse to do that anymore i built two you know the, the, well i built three that are fender shape but i always did something com- different you know like yeah um i don't know I'm, I'm, i happen to be sitting here this is one of them i don't know if you can see this yeah like nice. this whole big cutout back here Fender never did stuff like that, you know. And, and then I changed the headstock too. That's my new headstock now. I don't know if you can see yeah. that.
0: Yeah, yeah. This I makes can. for great like radio, it. by the way. This
1: makes for a great podcast. Look at this. But anyway, <laughs> um, you know, I refuse to do exact copies. There, there's yeah. no reason. Um, so you know, the first thing I did when I after I built this first guitar and went, okay, so I know how to do this. I'll never build another one like I made a couple bodies and then made changes. From there, I just built my own set of templates, and I always liked the uh, the kind of offset look a little bit. And again, I'm into cars. I've always been into cars, so I was thinking yeah. about this, and I'm like, you know, Telecaster, but kind of jack the ass end up a little bit. It reminds me of the damn '79 Camaro that the dude that lived next to me, <laughs> who was a hell of a guitar player when I was like eight or nine, had and. You know, this guy had like a triple stack of Marshalls and like five guitars, that's and I'd his house just be like, You're a fucking god, like he was a mate. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? He had 79 Camaro with a jacked-up ass end with Craigers on it. Nice. And I always thought that the <laughs> telly would look cool like that. So that's what I did.
0: You know. Nice, nice.
1: But yeah. unless you're building a like extreme metal guitar, yeah, you gotta stay with something that looks familiar because people want everything to guitar players still want shit from the fifties. We're the only thing in existence where, you know, classic cars and guitar, you want it to look like they're come from the fifties and it's, it kind of sucks. But then again, at least you got something to kind of work off of.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I really, uh, I really dig the new design that you have. I can't wait to see it in a physical guitar body. I'm a big SG guy. Mm -hmm. So I kind of, there's little things on an SG that I don't like. And I think if I were to design one, I'd kind of go off of that basic shape, Uh but you know, right. Mess with it just a little. So it's not, and and
1: that's, that's exactly kind of what I'm doing. You know, um, that guitar that's, it's, it's definitely a uh, solid body, less Polish style. Um, but if you look, there's a a little bit of a Gretsch style in there.
0: Yeah.
1: There's uh, some offset, like a, like a fender jazz master there's a, a 25 inch scale because i'm like well, well
0: let me try it
1: i've never built a 25 yeah. i got every scale template there is so i might as well try something different and um i've played paul reed smiths are awesome i hate the way they look they oh, really <laughs> they remind me of new metal that's all i can think when i see them but you know the scale length feels real cool because it's a cross between a a gibson and a fender scale it's close to both of them. So it feels familiar to kind of both people. And so that's what I'm trying to do. And uh, I'll be getting that thing in uh, prototypes really soon. I've got some, some, I got a guy that's kind of building me some templates that will that'll make my uh, make production of those be exact.
0: Nice.
1: I'm uh, I hate drawing lines and uh, I'm (laughs) blind half the time. So if I can make sure that these things line up the same way every time, and, and there's a guy that's building templates right now, who's building me a set. Yeah, I should yeah, have yeah. a week. And once I do that guitar gets into made into some kind of 2d, you know, some, some templates and some, and then I'll look at it. I'll, I'll sketch out my stuff and then I'll look at it for a week and go, it's perfect. And I'll walk by and go, that sucks. <laughs> and, uh, oh, yeah. I'll make a little change. And, you know, so, and I, I, I have experience of doing like design. I was a, I I made signs for the I uh my day job is for a local government. So I used to make like signs and do all that stuff. Okay. A lot of that stuff is very similar to the
0: CAD and CAM that you use for CNC stuff. So you have uh, a creative eye. You're not just I think a so worker or yeah, I would say you yeah, do <laughs> I think so. You know, I mean it's kind of hard like, not to when you're building things. Yeah, especially one-off things, things that are uh, unique. You know, it's you're not making a box. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Well, that's the, the biggest thing for me is is I want. Th- there's no way in God's green earth I can I can compete with some of these companies that can turn out a really good guitar for 300 bucks. I mean, you know, yeah. I can go right now to the local shop here in town, buy yeah. a 300 guitar, spend an hour setting it up, maybe spend a hundred bucks on some pickups and some pots and have a, a, a good guitar.
0: Yeah.
1: And, and sometimes you don't have to do that. You know, right. um, I can't, I'll never compete with that. Never will I be able to. So what is it that you can't get when you go into a place? What exactly do you need? You know, is it the right. sound, is it the look, is it the, and you know, so yeah, that's right. what I'm trying to do. So while I plan on having a few models that are my own, I'm not against you coming in and us going, okay, well, here's the parameters. Here's what I know I want. I want a fender scale, I want a single P90 in the bridge and a, you know, whatever, yeah, whatever yeah. you want. And then us just completely design around that. I'm totally up for that because that gives me a challenge and I like being challenged. That's
0: cool. So. that's awesome. That's a great mission statement for your, uh, King guitars, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like I said, my, my little tagline and it came with, I think I was hanging around drunk one night on Facebook,
0: but it's King electric guitars
1: handmade by a dude in a shop in small town, Georgia. And it's, you know, it's just that I just, I make everything by hand. I've got very few tools and nothing that's fancy. Man, I was buying tools like two, three years before I even got that apprenticeship. I just kept saying, I'm going to do this. Yeah. I'm going to do this. I, and hell, I bought a bandsaw and stuck it in. It, it was outside in my carport <laughs> for like two and a half years. How that thing is still working and built six guitars for me, I don't even know. But, right. you know, awesome. so I was bound and determined I was doing this
0: one way or another. That's awesome. So, That's so cool. Yeah, I have a, a bunch of tools, too. But, I mean, that's from years of doing carpentry and and accumulating a lot of tools. Yeah. That's how it goes.
1: I'm eventually going to uh, – I started the business. I got myself legal. I did all that kind of stuff. And my wife is a – she's a community advocate for for this town that I live in. So she pisses off a lot of people. So I got to make sure that my stuff and (laughs) some of the people she pisses off happens to be the people that I work for so i gotta make sure that everything i do is following <laughs> and that i'm not you know doing something that i'm not supposed to because while joe blow down the street might get away with it i'm gonna get shafted so oh, that's funny <laughs> yeah, yeah it is what it is it's part of living a life
0: you know so uh now is a part of the show where i'd like to ask you some odd questions okay if you could uh, collaborate with anybody past or present any guitar builder who would you choose as your partner
1: i'm gonna have to say les
0: paul nice
1: because les paul was a damn genius in a lot of things and you know there's controversy of who did what and when and blah blah blah. but les paul invented a lot of stuff that if he hadn't come up with i don't know like how we would even record nowadays because uh, everything yeah it was all him so i'm gonna say les paul I, sure. i'm like, I know his actual real name. It's Lester Pulfus, just for me to sound like a douche that knows too much.
0: <laughs> All right. So th- th- this is pretty much the same question, but it came okay. to me as we're talking. So if you could build a guitar for any, any famous musician, who would you pick? Past or present, alive, dead, doesn't matter. Oh, man, Jesus. Uh,
1: the Reverend Billy Gibbons would be pretty kick-ass,
0: you know. That's- that
1: uh, top dream list right now would probably be, you know, Billy G. If I could build a guitar and put it in Billy Gibbons hand, that would be just ridiculous, you know. Um, I made a comment earlier that, uh you know, I would really like to build a guitar for uh, Chuck Reagan of Hot Water Music, and that's just because he inspired me. And in, in about 97 when I saw him, you know, they weren't some big, like, a whole band. They were really cool guys. Who uh, the stories were that they would tour for three months and then work at McDonald's for three months and all live in the same house, pull their money together, and then go back on tour. You know nice. that that to me as being a guy who yeah. was just kind of getting out of the glam metal scene and getting into the punk scene. <laughs> I yeah. was at the time I was in a punk band called Big Fist and the Fuck You Ups, and you know all this kind of stuff. <laughs> like awesome. I've been, I've been funny band names are my thing. Um, I have, they it was very inspirational. So I really want to put one of those Les Paul style guitars that I'm building a set in that guitar in Chuck Reagan's hands. I think that'd be amazing. That's awesome.
0: All right. Uh, what is your guilty pleasure? Something that you're kind of embarrassed to admit you like. Um, so I don't do it much anymore, but I used
1: to, there was this ridiculous show on MTV or wherever years ago, like teen moms, just any of that ridiculously dumbass drama about, yeah, you know, like, yeah, that just stupid shows like that, I guess yeah. the shop, having a shop in my backyard keeps me away from that. But yeah, that used to be my thing is just sitting around watching teen moms and being like, yeah, it sucks for
0: you. <laughs> Yeah. All right. (laughs) I think that's a lot of people's uh, guilty pleasure is just stupid TV shows because they're they're ridiculous. Watching
1: uh, watching somebody else's life that sucks makes you feel a little bit better about your own, I think. All right. Cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what's your
1: favorite food? Tacos, man. I can tell you where all the damn like for real tacos, like I want tacos in a place where I'm the only person speaking English. That's my thing. If I can find them I'm there, like I, when I worked at the shop in Noonan, I knew there was like five taco stands around and I knew where they all were. So that was my thing is I was like, I'll come work for I'll even buy you tacos every Saturday. <laughs> and they were like, well, I want tacos with cheese. I'd have to go in this place and be like, they want a chicken taco with and they would look at me like you stupid gringo, and I'm like, "Those,
0: are-. so yeah, it's not my order, <laughs> right? That's not me, I promise." Uh, all right, what's your favorite band or musical artist?
1: <laughs> oh, geez,
0: man, I,
1: that's a tough one. I,
0: you know, I mean, I
1: had to say all-around favorite band. Who would it be? I would probably go back to my childhood and say Van Halen. Like, you know, I mean, you know, there's so many bands for me right now that are very important and very influential. And, you know, if you said what's your favorite band from the nineties or what was your favorite band this time period, I could list it off, but you know, Van Halen and ZZ top, those are two bands that I don't know. What happens? They'll always be like, I'm going to listen to them no matter what. You know, there's there's certain stake in Georgia and making Georgia. If you weren't an Allman Brothers fan, well, you know, you were you were shunned, and, and I just got tired of hearing that. But if you put a Van
0: Halen song on or a ZZ Top song, I'm gonna listen. So nice. <laughs> we'll go with that. Yeah, I know it's kind of hard. It's hard. That's a hard question to ask a musician. Yeah. You know, because yeah, I can't yeah. answer that question. It depends on. How's the wind blowing, and
1: what's my what's my, what am I thinking at the time? You know, right. Iron Man could have easily been one of those
0: as well. Yeah. you know, right, right. What superpower would you like to have? Superpower. If I had a superpower,
1: um, invisibility, so I could like steal people's secrets and crap and sell them, <laughs> or I could like go to these weird friggin' people around the community who are doing things they're not supposed to be doing and like record it with like this weird invisible camera. And then (laughs) I would get them fired slash blackmail them, which is the thing that I believe in. And (laughs) uh, yeah.
0: So invisibility would be fun. All right, cool. How about uh, what superpower would be most inconvenient to have?
1: I think spider senses would kind of suck. I mean, (laughs) all of a sudden you have like this weird like thing, which I, I have to take medicine to stop my mind from doing that now. So <laughs> that would probably not be cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. He's yeah, trying that's... to eat dinner. You're trying to eat tacos. Right. And...
1: You're just hanging out. Next
0: <laughs> thing you're like, Oh, shit. Again. Or what did Aquaman
1: have? Like he had that weird little sonar thing.
0: Yeah. It'd
1: be cool. I got ringing in my ears and it sucks. So I can't imagine like that other stuff happening. Yeah. Right. That would suck. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I agree with that. I think the whole superhero superpowers thing is kind of – it's just kind of like I don't – it's not for me. I don't want that. Leave me alone. Just, <laughs> my superpower would be leave me the fuck alone. That would be amazing. If I had that one, that would be cool. Although, that being said, I talk all the damn time and, and love to interact with people. So it's, uh,
0: <laughs> Yeah, I know. I talk too much too. So. Yeah. I think I like the one where you can um, like stop time or slow down everybody else that would be be, cool go and get some shit done and then like like, that would be (laughs) awesome or yeah (laughs) being able to like have
1: a yeah like two of you doing things you stop it and have yeah that'd be awesome that way when somebody's like well is my guitar done yet i can be like yeah just stop where you're at take two or three weeks then i'll start it back and yeah it is it's right here yeah yeah
0: yeah take two whole weeks of time to them it's 20 seconds yeah that would be awesome (laughs) This is another loaded question for a musician. Uh, What's the best live experience you've ever seen?
1: Best live experience. Oh man. Let's think here. Um, I'm going to go back to talking about um, my late nineties, just getting into kind of the punk scene and uh, I watched a, I saw the band hot water music. I saw them uh, at Under the Couch, which is a little small venue on the Georgia Tech campus. It's about the size of my living room. And uh, <laughs> the band pulled in, and I can't remember if it was Chuck Reagan or if it was Chris Wallard, but it was one of those two. Had a broken foot. They couldn't walk. Like, they could not walk. And we were all like, oh, shit, we're helping them unload gear. We're like, Chuck, you going to do Or Chris, you know what? I'll be all right. pulled out all the duct tape duct taped over their converse that looked like you know the dog had been dragging it down the damn road because these guys were busted broke right show started and all over the place just jumping on just and and just put hundred and eighty seven thousand percent into the and to me that was like holy hell like this is this is what a show should be you know i've seen some great shows I've seen some really big shows. I've seen yeah. some really big bands. Like I saw clutch one time in front of like 12 people. It was the dumbest thing I ever saw in my life. <laughs> and that was an amazing experience too. It was, a, yeah. it was a bar that we used to play all the time. Right. And somehow or another, they managed to book clutch and nobody showed up. And that's so crazy. I'm standing there like with a whole place to myself, almost watching clutch. That was kind of cool. Yeah. That's know, wild. But I think as far as like, best experience like walking out of a place being like holy hell that was amazing I, i'd have to say it was that show that hot water show like that was yeah. a really cool that was a really cool experience
0: that's awesome who would play you in a movie <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> hard being six foot four and <laughs> asking you that question. yeah i'm not
1: the i'm not the easiest person um who would play me in well, a movie? who would
0: you like to play you in a movie <laughs> Jeez. That's hilarious.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, it'd probably be like, uh, oh, what the hell is that guy's name? Riley C. Riley or whatever from from <laughs> John yeah. C. Riley. Yeah, not that he looks anything like me or really, anything, right, but I have that same kind of dumb ass. Like, I love movies like that. I you know. <laughs> Step Brothers is like the greatest movie yes. ever. I think that that I think the that way. So, I think yeah, you know, we we could do something like that. Looks nothing like me. Who cares?
0: You know, he doesn't look anything like you. Put a gray not.
1: beard on him, throw or, a pair of glasses
0: or. on. Yeah, that's okay. He can play your personality and.
1: Yeah, yeah, he <laughs> could nice. be the voiceover. They just have to find some other incredibly fucking sexy guy to be me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice. <laughs> if you could visit uh, any time in history but only to be a fly in the wall you can't affect uh, change you can't change anything you can't go back and kill hitler uh where and when would you uh go i don't
1: know a whole lot about my family like i know that i'm german and italian my mom's side is italian so i think it would be cool to go back to when they were alive like you know great 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 grandparents something like that during that time. Um, if I can't affect anything, what different, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. You can go back anything and change something Then I, I would definitely pick something a little less uh, personal, but I think right. it would be cool to just go back and, and go back as far as I can, can find and family and figure out who these people are. Right. Yeah. it's a good one. That's yeah. It's a good answer to that question. I live this really weird life where I, I don't shit. I've never even been to where I was born. I was born in Cadillac, Michigan. I, I know nothing really? about. Yeah, I moved. We moved when I was like two years old. I've seen Michigan one time and that's when I was uh, on a layover going to Las Vegas to get married.
0: Okay, no then should have stopped the flight and turned around. But that's a whole nother story. That's a crazy layover. That doesn't even. That it doesn't, doesn't make, make sense. any that's sense. A, <laughs> I got a layover in Detroit to go to Las Vegas. I'm like, wait a minute. That's kind yeah. of. from, anyway, yeah, from right, Georgia. Cool.
1: Yeah, from Atlanta to Detroit, and then over to Vegas. Whatever. Yeah, that's a weird one. <laughs> yeah, somebody had to pick somebody up. I guess I don't know. Yeah.
0: Right. So, have you ever had a paranormal experience? I don't. I don't. I don't know. really don't know. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't
1: disbelieve by any chance, but if I tell you, yeah, then I have to know exactly what it was and I'm not really quite sure. I've had a lot of experiences where I almost know what's about to happen or I almost like call it. And then something happens. Um, I've had experiences where I've felt like there's been people around, you know, but as far as being able to like say, well, this exact happened, like my right. mom or she saw a UFO on this day, whatever. Yeah. And, uh, you know, now if you listen, it's probably a thousand percent true. And I've always believed it was, but you know, uh, when a friend of mine got stationed at, at area 51, but he couldn't tell me anything at all. I'm like, yeah, there's something there. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. All but, right. um, I think the answer is yes, but can I explain it? No. Or can I
0: even like recall it, right? Enough to talk about it? Probably not. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. <laughs>
1: like, I'm this person where I can tell you the the freaking guitar picks that Hendrix used, or the whatever. <laughs> but unless it's a select few movies, I can watch a movie and not know what the hell <laughs> happened at all. I won't remember <laughs> it the next day. Like, and you would think that I'm like a stoner. I've never even smoked weed. Give me a couple of years until I retire. That's a whole other story, but, um, you know, I, it's my mind works in
0: this weird way. So it's yeah. very odd. Well, that makes sense. I guess you probably have, but you <laughs> can't explain it. So that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, uh, what, what's your, your favorite guitar that you've made? Uh, favorite guitar that I've made. Like one that um, you kind of don't want to part with. You won't, Is there any that you don't want to sell?
1: Man, you know, I'm looking at one right now. It's a, it's, um, a T style guitar. That's got like flowers on it and stuff. And that I built that one for myself. Now, that being said, um, I was tooling around, kind of messing with this guitar. And then I had an opportunity to play. I haven't played out in a long time. I had an opportunity to play out about three months ago, maybe four months ago. And, uh, I was like, I'm not playing this damn show, literally just playing a couple of Ramones tunes at this yearly Ramones tribute thing that we do in Atlanta. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not playing unless I could play this guitar. So I kind of thrashed it out and it's got a couple things that I need to redo, but um, I don't plan on ever selling that. Now, if I had to choose between selling that and not keeping the company going, well, it's got to go. So, okay. Because uh, I know now I can build it a million times over.
0: Right. So,
1: like I always said, the very first guitar that I built, I would never get rid of it. I'm looking at it going, I'd sell that thing today. Like, it's just, <laughs> you know, it's just the way it is, you know? Yeah. So, there will be. I have, um, I mentioned earlier about losing my father, and uh, I have this idea, and, um, it's going to involve using some ashes. That's all I'm going to say because I don't need Schecter freaking stealing my idea or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But it's going to involve using ashes. And I think that I'm going to allow customers to do the same thing. So I'll be able to use some ash of your mom, dad, pet, whatever. Yeah. On your build. And I think that's just a really cool thing. Now, once I do that, that guitar goes nowhere. Like, right. you know, yeah, you can't do that. That's just so the uh, the first two prototypes of my new guitar design I'm doing will be built using doing that. And one's going to somebody I'm, I got a surprise. And then the other one will be for me. That'll never get sold. Well, wow. Other than that, everything's for sale, man. <laughs> I'll build another one.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, when you can build it yeah that's a really really good idea and i'm i'm sorry to hear about your father well i appreciate
1: that man he's you know he was the he's the person that taught me everything i like i've never in my life paid anybody to work on my house because my old man showed me how to do all that other than electrical and ac you know i'll pay somebody for that but like i've never paid anybody to paint a room in my house now it's getting to the point where I've just bought a house not long ago with a shop, bought it for the shop. Um, I'm about to have to start paying somebody because my time's worth some money now, you know, right. and when you get to that point and you have to start going, okay, wait a minute, this is going to take me three days. What kind of money can I make in three days? Yeah. You know, I work for a government job, dude. I've been doing this for 25 years, my nine to five. Um, when I'm not working, I'm still getting paid. I've gotten lazy I've gotten, dude. <laughs> you know, I, I don't have to do anything. I can go into work and whatever. I'm getting paid. Yesterday, I needed a day. I needed a day. I had a couple days that were just frustrating, and I needed one. Called in, yeah. and said I won't be there today. Um, I called my employees, told them what was up, told them what to do. I stayed at home. Yeah, so, need it. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, taking
0: a mental health day at all?
1: Uh, yeah, that's for sure. So you know.
0: I've uh, see. I don't even know where the hell I was starting this question. How did I get into this? I don't know. It's all right. We started talking about uh, uh, your dad, and yeah, you was mentioning uh, how what your time's worth. And yeah, I so, wish uh, I wish I could go and help you paint your house, and you could teach me how to build guitars. Well, but I don't I, live in Georgia. <laughs> well,
1: you know, I live an hour from I live an hour from Atlanta Airport. Let it <laughs> call or, or fly down here. I'll pick you up. And we'll spend a couple days, dude. And you know, that's that's for real. If you ever want to do something like that, let me know. I'm oh, yeah. uh I'm the type who look, I went and begged somebody to show me to, to give me their knowledge. Yeah, I'm looking for people who want that knowledge. I I hope to at some point find somebody who wants the knowledge enough that's willing to give me their time. Now, I'm gonna be a little more hard. Look, man when I, when I, when I started the, where I'm at now for my day job, I was watching inmates yeah. like you want to sign, sign somebody that can be like a real pain in the ass taskmaster. That that's me. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I'm looking for somebody who's willing to come in and get ribbed a little bit, but I'm going to teach you you know, because right. I could use some help. It's going to be a while. I, I've got to wait. Yeah. I've got this thing about, I don't even, I don't call myself a luthier. I, I can't do it. Like right. I, I, I respect it too much to say I'm a luthier just because I can build a couple guitars maybe 20 years from now. If I'm, you know, like right. reach a, a, a level where I feel like, okay, now I, I really know what I'm doing and I'm not just kind of flying by the seat of my pants and figuring some stuff out here and there. Then I might, but, you know, I, so maybe a year or so from now, I, I would really like to find somebody who's, you know, got the drive that I had. I hope this person's not in their forties, but if they are, hell, I'll do that too. Yeah.
0: You know, I'd
1: like it to be some young kid that maybe I can kind of teach them to not go to work at some bullshit job, do what you want to do,
0: you know? Yeah. Well, I'm out then. <laughs> now, you know, what? Like I said,
1: yeah, anytime you want to come down, Phil, we can make this happen. I've got a couple guys from the Atlanta area who keep saying, well, man, I do this and I do Can I come down? Yeah, of course. Shop's open.
0: Yeah, they're going to take you up on that offer if they really want it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, there's
1: a couple guys that want to. Now, they, they want to come out and hang out and do that because they're building some stuff themselves. And I got no issues with that. I'm not trying to compete with nobody. I'm not trying to, you know, me and me and the, the shop that I left, John, we're – you know, we're still thick as thieves. That's not a problem, yeah. you know. Um, I told him from day one, I expect to have the name King on a headstock. Nice. He knew what I was doing from the get-go. Yeah, right. He knew. We were but planned, he could yeah. call me tomorrow and be like, dude, I'm swamped, and I need help, and I'd take four or five days off work and go help him in his shop.
0: Sweet.
1: You know, so That's I think cool. that there, there's this thing about the guitar community, man. You're either going to find that people are super nice and just want to hang out and talk and give their – or they're just dicks. There is no, <laughs> and I, I, you know, I'm not going to call people out, but I've, I've talked to my share of dicks who just, you know, they just <laughs> want to bad mouth everything. Dude, if a guy's trying to do something, why are you going to try to knock them down?
0: Yeah. I hate yeah. that mentality. That's like an old school, like way of, you know, like people working in the trades and stuff. Sure. Kind of like that. You know, it's, you know, oh, I don't want to show these new kids the way to do it. Well, why not? Right. Don't you want somebody to replace you at some point? You don't want to work at until some point. you like, 75. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and you know, the, the thing is, it's like, you know,
1: when you start talking to somebody that way, and you, look, I see these guys, I get questions all the time on Facebook and TikTok and, you know, my, my Instagrams and all that crap. And, and it's, you know, some kid who has... Honestly, he has no idea what he's doing and whatever he's doing is crap, but I'll never tell him that. Never am I going to say, dude, I might say, Hey, try this, do this, do it. But I'm not, I'm never going to shit on his parade because someone did that to me many years ago. And that's why I had to wait till I was 40 something years old to do this till I found gumption to say, fuck all these people and everything they think, you know, I had that, that look at me, I'll do whatever the hell I want mentality the whole time on the outside. But on the inside, I was shit. I didn't know what the hell. And it took me just becoming a grizzled-ass old man to say, (laughs) screw this, I'm going to do what I'm doing,
0: you know? Yeah. Hey, well, you you have to start at some point. And who was it that uh, – Stan Lee, you know, that I think he says that he started when he was like, I want to say like 40 or 50. Like, he illustrated and wrote, like, Spider-Man when he was, like, 40 years old. So right. people, like, down on themselves when they're, like, 25 because they haven't figured it out yet. It's like, yeah, and you're not going to for a while. It's yeah, I, a while. I, I think that's
1: I think that's the bullshit we've all been fed for far too long, man. I have a 20-something-year-old daughter, and uh, when she was going to school, she went to UGA, and I was like, okay, so what art classes and stuff? Well, I'm not sure if I'm going to take... Like, you're, what? You've been an artist your whole damn life. What do you mean? Well, you don't right. get paid. Uh, who fucking cares? Like, I'm the person who's going to tell you, who cares what you make? I don't care. Right. If right. you go out and digging, sh- shoveling shit makes you happy, <laughs> yeah. I don't care. It doesn't matter because none of that shit matters when it comes to the fact that you are doing something that you believe you should be doing. And if you don't believe in yourself enough, and I didn't, I didn't until, you know, honestly doing a lot of that stuff that John taught me, I, I didn't believe in myself enough to do it. And, you know, some people have that, that self-awareness and self-belief at 14. I wasn't one of those guys.
0: Yeah. Me neither. You know? <laughs> and,
1: uh, you know, do what you want to do, man. You know, whatever that happens to be. I always wanted to be in the music business. I said, one of, one of these days. I've recorded several albums I've done, but, you know, I I, I was married at 19. I started having, you know, I had kids when I was 25, you know, so me touring the world and stuff wasn't going to happen. Now I got to tour, you know, little weekend shows and that kind of crap and had fun and, you know, lived a wild, wild life playing rock and roll. I didn't make it. I wasn't in the business. I did what I love to do much like, Building guitars, for me, building a song is, it's the same high,
0: you know, so. um Well, there's a lot of that, too. People uh, people uh get the idea that they need to be, like, world famous to do it. You right. Did it. You did right. it. You, you're not sure. going to, you don't plan on mass producing guitars, but you're building guitars. You don't need to be the next Les Paul. You, Yeah. You, you, know, you know, you can be I, happy doing what you're doing and making and what I you can, want to make. Yeah, and I can
1: say at the end of my life, I created things. I've got three albums that I of worth of, of music, actually four, but one kind of disappeared uh, that I wrote in a band, my band Red Rocket Deluxe that I was in years ago. You can find that stuff on uh on SoundCloud if you want to hear weird songs about riding dinosaurs and shit. Um, <laughs> I do, but yeah, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> we were we were kind of uh, we were kind of told the last thing that somebody said was we were kind of if kiss met Caius, which I thought was pretty damn okay. cool, you know? Yeah. So, um, you know, I've, I've, done that kind of stuff and I've created, whether it was music, whether now it's, it's a, a, you know, a tangible object, but before it was not, but it's, it's still the same thing. And I think that if you're a person who is supposed to create, you're going to somehow or another, right. you got to believe in it and do
0: it, you know? So those are wise words. Well, no, thank you. Very I'm, wise words. I was going to ask you if you have any advice for anybody, but I think you just did. <laughs> yeah. You had a lot of advice and it was all good. Yeah. Um, so where can people, uh, buy your guitars that you make? Are they all custom order or are they? Are you- yeah. Right now they're actually
1: all custom order. Um, all right, cool. you know, I may have a few that, uh, that I, I got one guitar here that's kind of a demo that I'm, that I'm going to be putting up for sale, but I'll post all that kind of stuff on my, excuse me, on my TikTok, um, Facebook. It's all King Electric Guitars. Um, I do have a, I got a Facebook, uh, Instagram, TikTok. I have a YouTube. Please follow me because I got like two followers and look like a loser. Yeah. I yeah. just
0: started a YouTube like yesterday and I <sighs> haven't put anything on it yet. And I'm like, there's just it's just so much,
1: man. You know, I, I have a <laughs> so, so I built a I built a guitar for a guy that also recorded my band. Him and I have a, a really cool relationship. And um uh he's like, Man, you gotta start doing TikTok. You'd be amazed. And he's Jimmy Ether on TikTok. And this dude's just like blowing up. So we started stuff and then he came in and videoed and, and much like this. We sat down and just talked and did all that kind of stuff, but he created a bunch of content, but that was part of the reason why I built this guitar for him because I was like, look, you know me, I'm not doing this, but this is what he does. Like he builds websites and apps and blah, blah, blah. He's one of those guys. He's, he's awesome. Yeah. Nice. Um, so, you know, that's what he's, what he's doing for me. So I was lucky enough to have been able to kind of barter out a deal where I had ended up with a ton of content, but now I'm on my own and I'm like, Did i've done some videos that worked out great and i've done some where it's like oh yeah three people looked at that
0: that's cool but man it's trucking man i found you and uh i really like your i like your page i like everything about it i like watching your videos on tiktok that's awesome so what so what's the best way for someone to contact you if they want a guitar built or um you got
1: Kingelectricguitars guitars at gmail.com would be the smartest way to do that. You know, I get people all the time on TikTok. Oh dude, I want one. And I give them that, that email. And are they going to pick it up? Are they going to actually send me something? Eh. So I know they're serious when they send that email,
0: send me an email at Kingelectricguitars at gmail.com. Nice. Perfect. All right, man. Well, that's all I have for you today. Well, thanks, man. It, it was, was a good. pleasure talking to you. Yeah, you too. Um, I'm serious about
1: that offer. Come to Atlanta. I got you. All right, I man. Outside. Like I literally, when I get bored, I just get in my pool. Like I, I've tried to set myself up, man. Like I, I lived the crazy rock style lifestyle for a while. I, um, I've worked a job that I absolutely literally hate. If spawning if you're hearing that, yeah, I said that. Um, but, uh, You know, I've been doing this for 25 years, but now I've got five years left. In five years, I'm going to walk out of my back door every day, probably in my pajamas. (laughs) I'm going to go to my shop. I'm going to work on some stuff. At 10 o'clock, I'll take a swim break. At 12 o'clock, I'll take a swim break. Like, I I just decided, like, I'm going to only work for me from now on. Once I'm done with this other job, that's it. I'm going to work for me, and I'm going to make things happen. And if I can build two or three guitars and build and sell three to four guitars a month, I'm good.
0: Yeah, man. That sounds, that sounds like the dream. That's so awesome. <laughs> you know,
1: I, I had to put up with a lot. What do they say? You got to kiss a lot of frogs. I, you know, yeah, <laughs> my job is a big giant ass frog and I kiss it every morning. I walk in there.
0: So yeah, a lot of jobs are like that.
1: Yeah. That's All why right, I call
0: man. it a job. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks a lot. And uh really appreciate you uh, being on the show okay thanks a lot i enjoyed it man we'll talk to you soon so big thank you to randy for being on the show that was really awesome hopefully i can take him up on his offer to learn some guitar building techniques someday that'd be really cool make sure to go check him out on instagram and facebook and tiktok uh he's got a website that should be coming out soon if not already out I'm pre-recording this, <laughs> so we'll see. Um, but it should be coming out soon, and that's an exciting thing for him. It's a big deal. Um, his guitars are really classic-looking. They look like a cool hot rod. Like they're—they're just—they have this awesome style about them. Um, he has that new new model coming out. It does have a Les Paul feel to it when you look at it at first, but it's got some nice curves to it. Just like it's a cool hot rod kind of thing. I really, I think I'll always um, equate his stuff to ZZ Top now. <laughs> after talking to him, and I can see the influence of you know old cars and that kind of thing. It's really cool. He was a really great guy to talk to. Uh, he uh, he was cool. It was it was. I ho- hope I'm hoping I can meet him someday. That'd be great. Uh, So thank you for listening today. As always, you guys are the best. I hope you tune in next time. Stay creative. Stay inspired. And as always, stay odd.